living in a world that's all by design, it's up to us to break the chains of tyranny to become we, the ungovernable. You are listening to the Renegades Rant Podcast with your host, the Kentucky Renegade. Now, I want to take time to thank my official sponsor of the Renegades Rant Podcast. This is by Cindy Davis. It's trinot.com backslash sinmen. Now, you can find her on TikTok as mapledipped85, cinemaple85, cinemaple85.0, and cinemaple85.1. Now, you can go on her site, and she has a lot of great products, such as Glow. Now, this is an advanced type 1 collagen with superfood antioxidant support. Long-term support such as improvised stability for hair, skin, and nails. Also, there's Enrich, a digestive enzyme blend with stabilized probiotics that gives you improved digestion, nutrient intake, and post-meal comfort. Then she also has Replenish. This is a mushroom complex with ashwagandha and fulvic acid. It promotes restful sleep and rejuvenation. Also improves body function and nutrient absorption. It also helps support your skin and your gut health and improves overall health, wellness, and immune response. Now please go check out the site and let her know that the Kentucky Renegade sent you. Thank you for your support, and thank you for listening to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is the Kentucky Renegade, and you are listening to the Renegade's Rant Podcast. I want to thank everyone who has been listening to the show and following the show. Just make sure that you are hitting the notification bell so you can get notified when all my new episodes come out. Now, usually my new episodes do drop on Thursdays, but if you miss it, you can go back and you can listen to all the previous episodes. Now, this is being put on Spotify and it goes out to all the other major streaming sites where podcasts can be heard. So if you don't have Spotify, it's okay. You can pick it up on Pandora, iHeart, Stitcher, Deezer, Amazon, Apple, Google. It's out there. You look it up, Renegades Rant Podcast, you can find it. Now, today is Wednesday, August 2nd, and we are going to talk about how we need to protect our future. And protecting our future means we need to protect our children. Our children are being attacked on a daily basis. You know, in previous episodes, I talked a lot about the things the adults have to face with everything that comes from the mainstream media, our own government, to about every other thing that you can possibly think of. They're they're throwing a throwing this this stuff right at us. And it's not going to get any easier for the adults in this country, but 
we need to really buck up, strap up these boots, and and go. What are we waiting for? I mean, right now, if you look at the national debt clock, at what we owe financially, a newborn baby coming into this world is already going to be $95,000 in debt. The average American is $248,000 in debt. Now, I'm not a millionaire by no means. And with the way inflation's going, you damn near have to be a millionaire in order to survive. With inflation, it has gone up to $12,000 per person per household. That's a thousand extra dollars a month. Now, just think if you are a family of four and you both combined make seventy-five, eighty thousand dollars a year, you're not making it. From the statistics that are out, the average American person needs to make at least $87,000 a year to just have the essentials to survive and to make it. That's $87,000 a person. Now, if you're a family of four, You're not going to be able to afford it. That's why we're seeing so many people get broken in the middle class. They want to rebrand everything. They want to take us and split us either rich or poor. They want to break our will. You see everything on TV, um, in the quote-unquote mainstream media, you know, Biden wants to take out light bulbs. He wants to get rid of gas stoves. He wants to get rid of water heaters, and he wants to get rid of uh, air conditioners and all this other shit. Because we're destroying the earth with climate change. But the Green New Deal is nothing more than a lie. It's going to destroy our future. Trillions of dollars being put on our great-grandkids on down the line. Now, this is about generational wealth. Now, like 13 bloodlines, what you're seeing is these people are securing generational wealth for the next four or five generations down the road. That's what all this depopulation is about. Now, I've been doing digging on a lot of things about the children in our country and everything they face. And, you know, that was one of the big things is about debt. The deficit that we are in will never, ever be able to be paid. 
it's just unreal that they continue to just print money like it's nothing. This is why we're going to see the Fed now turn into the central banking digital currency system and then we're just done. Our future is done. We need to protect our kids. And we're not doing it. Nobody's standing up. Now you look at everything our kids are facing today. They're facing mountains of debt. That they'll never be able to get paid or get out from under. And in this country, we just got so many things going on that involve our children. You look at the indoctrination of our children. You look at the suicide rates of our children. They face an uphill battle that they will never be able to win because a lot of them do not have the moral capacity that we do. You know, there's, you know, participation trophies for losing. Uh, that just, that killed it for these young generations of kids. I mean, they get a trophy for everything. And there's, you know, there's great parents out there in the world who have done a good job. But when your kids get to be teenagers and they start really starting to discover and explore themselves... The woke ideologies that are out there are unreal. They want to attack your children. They don't want your kids to be able to reproduce. That's why we're seeing all this gender identity and going after the kids with all this gender bullshit. It's a trend. It's unbelievable the things that they are going through right now. And COVID did not help anything. COVID actually destroyed a lot of our teenagers because a lot of them were, you know, juniors and seniors in high school getting ready to graduate. And then you have COVID hit. And then they were no longer allowed to be around their friends. They were no longer allowed to have graduations. They weren't able to have their proms. They weren't able to uh, play their sports or be in the uh, debate teams or dance or any of the band stuff. That shit was taken away from them, and that destroyed a lot of our, our kids. And the suicide rates during COVID and even up to today is just ridiculous. Too many of our kids are indoctrinated and dumbed down with technology. And it's just going to con continue to get worse and worse and worse. We need our children to be able to continue to keep this country the way it was intended to be. And we're losing that. This America, we're losing it. 
We need to protect our kids from all this shit. I mean, you look at a lot of the schools right now. There's a lot of them. The kids aren't graduating. I know in Georgia, I can't think. Maybe Atlanta, I believe, where they had a graduation where they had like a couple hundred kids, three, four hundred kids, and only like five kids were graduating. So they canceled graduation because now the kids were graduating. And then it came out about LeBron James school that he has. And the kids aren't aren't doing very good in that school either. And there was a commitment there to make sure that they were getting the proper education that they needed. We're just living in a tough time. And these kids, they, they're facing an uphill battle. They're being attacked on a constant, you know, you got the the mainstream media, you got movies, you got music, and it's just it's just a sad world we're living in that we're seeing our kids being attacked. You know, I remember when I went to school, the vaccination card that we were supposed to have was basically for you know chicken pox mumps measles rubella and that was it now it's ridiculous what the vaccination cards and what they're calling for right now for your kids to be vaccinated and you're injecting this poison into these kids and you're seeing more and more of the different kinds of diseases and cancers that are causing these kids to to be sick. You know, you got Tourette's, autism. Uh, a lot of people with this uh, debilitating arthritis, cancer. I mean, when I was a kid, we we had like maybe one or two kids in our in our class or classes below us that would have some sort of disability. Now, I was one of those kids I struggled in school. And I'm sure if they would have done a little more testing on me, they would have probably found out that I had, you know, short-term memory issues where I wasn't able to remember like, I could read a book, I could start first 15, 20 pages, stop, come back in an hour, and not remember the first 15 or 20 pages I read. You know, and of course, I went to the uh, special class for that, because I had a hard time retaining information, and I struggled through school, and it sucked. But I managed, I may do, and I do have to thank some people out there that, you know, kind of helped me throughout, and I was just barely able to skid by and graduate. I just, I wasn't book smart, I was street smart, knew how to operate in the streets, but I just couldn't, you know, sitting in a classroom all day 
was not for me. And it's not for a lot of kids. And I think that's why there needs to be alternative schools for kids. You know, if you're good at music, those kids should be able to explore that. You shouldn't be made to go sit in a classroom for eight hours of a day and be, quote-unquote, taught things that you're never going to use in your life anyways. And things that you're not going to retain, things that don't matter to you. You know, we need trade schools to come in and help operate these kids towards where they can do trades and skills. These schools are no longer about education. They haven't been for a very long time. Now, I'm going to read a little bit from an article in a study that was done. Now, this was the uh, University of California, San Diego, I believe. Anyways, I will put the link to the site so everybody can go read it. It's UC San Diego Today, and it says, Educate to indoctrinate, education systems were first designed to suppress dissidents. Now, new research explores the origins of a state-funded school across 40 different countries. Now, this is by Christine Clark and Inga Kadera. Now, this is a very uh, interesting article for everybody to go look up on and read and i'm just going to go through some of it and it says public primary schools were created by states to reinforce obedience among the masses and maintain social order rather than serve as a tool for upward social mobility suggests a study from the university of california san diego The study in the journal American Political Science Review finds historical patterns from 1828 to 2015. Across many countries of education reforms, including the rise of mandatory primary schooling itself, being implemented after instances of social unrest. The research also sheds light on current controversy in the U.S. over teaching critical race theory. The key prediction of the research is that when they are, there are periods of inter, internal conflict, states will introduce education reform that is designed to indoctrinate people to accept the status quo. Now, that was the study's author, Augustina S. Paglian, a UC San Diego assistant professor with joint appointment in the Department of Political Science, School of Social Sciences, and the School of Global Policy and Strategy. Now, Peglian added that while some could uh, interpret this as evidence that states were trying to solve people's economic woes by investing in education after violent rebellions, Historical documents tell a different story. She says, My research reveals violence can heighten national elites' anxiety about the masses, 
moral character, and state's ability to maintain social order. In this context, public education systems were created and expanded to teach obedience. A recent example in U.S. of in the U.S. of the government turning to education reform after encountering resistance is when former President Donald J. Trump created the 1776 Commission after the widespread Black Lives Matter protests in the summer of 2020. The commission was charged with promoting patriotic education to supposedly unite Americans. Now, while the commission was eliminated on the first day that President Joe Biden took office, its recommendations continue to shape education reform efforts in many states. Pagalian says, pointing to a wave of different state bills that ban public schools reform, teaching about systemic racism. The focus of Pagalian's study is on non-democracies in Europe and Latin America. However, it includes evidence dating back to the late 18th century that democracies, including the U.S., use primary education as policy tool to prevent further rebellion and promote long-term order. Now, she cites a letter that Thomas Jefferson wrote to James Madison as evidence that the U.S. looked to primarily uh, to primary schools after a period of insurrection that threatened establishment institutions. She says, after several violent uprisings in the late 18th century, such as Shays' Rebellion and the Whiskey Rebellion, politicians became increasingly interested in education. Soon after Shays' Rebellion, Thomas Jefferson wrote to James Madison relaying that it should be taught in schools that violence is an Ill illegitimate way for citizens to express discontent and that it should be drilled into them that uh, that it should be expressed to express it by voting. The research explains why primary education systems precede the rise of modern democracy and were first created by non-democratic regimes. Now, I'm not going to go through the entire article, but you kind of get the gist of it. I mean, we all know that really back in the 1960s, uh, LBJ wanted to destroy the nuclear family, and he also went after the health care and after school education. Now, public education just got ramped up from there, and then the in 1980s, it accelerated, and today it's gotten even worse. It's no longer education, people. Because if you go back before 1960, I mean, they were teaching things in school to a degree. But there were actual classes to give kids the ability to live life. I mean, I remember going to school and taking homeschool, home ec. Taking the home ec class, you learn how to balance a checkbook, you learn how to cook, you learn how to sew, you learned life skills. 
and that's the problem we have today. We don't have a education system that teaches anything about life skills. It's all about dumbing down the kids. It's using technology. It's another reason why we're seeing what we're seeing with kids with the depression, the anxiety, the ADHD, the ADD, uh, the antisocial disorders. It's because the good majority of kids nowadays live in their fucking room. They don't want, ever want to go outside, and the parents aren't making them go outside. And that's because the parents are hardly ever there. Now, going back to what I said about the uh, edu- the uh, economy, it's hard for parents to be there at the house with their kids. Because, number one, the majority of homes are now broken. You usually have just the mom and the, t- and the kids, or you have a dad and the kids. And then they're also implementing and and enforcing this whole LGBTQIA plus 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 whatever, making it to where we see more and more families that are two moms and kids or two dad and kids. They're trying to reduce the reproducing of kids in this country it's part of the depopulation and we're just going to see more and more of it now as far as the school things go i mean you got a lot of things that are going on in these schools you got a lot of teachers that are not educating these kids now i'm not saying all teachers but there is a high majority of teachers that are in these schools now, especially in the bigger cities like Chicago, uh, Los Angeles, New York. You've got a lot of that stuff going on in those bigger cities where you have people with their own ideologies teaching these classes and they're not, they're doing it on their own bias. They're not doing it by the curriculum. Now, the Common Core curriculum is is a joke. It, it, and the, the curriculums beforehand were a joke. But this Common Core has really gotten worse. But you can go check out that article that was done and, and read through it. I mean, yeah, it's through a college, and we know what colleges are. They're, you know, lipped hard. You know, they pushed their agenda, but it was a pretty interesting article to read. And I have invited Augustina onto my show because I would like to not debate, but conversate about what she's been writing in these articles. But, you know, when Trump wanted the 1776 education Uh, curriculum put in I mean I agree we need to teach our kids more and more about the the reason why we have what we have in this country because we're losing it and if we as Americans don't stand up we're not going to have it anymore 
but we got to do something to save our future. You know, we need to do something to, to get through to these, these young kids. We need to break the woke culture, the cancel culture, all that shit. We need to break it because it's breaking our country. It's tearing us apart. There's a reason why they say, united we stand, divided we fall. That's conquer and divide. Now that they're in our educational system, they're just destroying these kids. These kids have no real role model or no real way out. You know, there's a few teachers that were in my schools that were kind of role models. And, you know, uh, we actually had a history teacher, and she was actually in our history book, which was funny. Her name was Mrs. Walls, and she was a hard-nosed old woman that was one of the first women to go over to World War II into Germany. And she was part of a medical unit. And there was a picture of her in our history book getting on the on the boat to get head over to Germany. But she was a tough nosed hardcore lady and I had a lot of respect for her. And there's been a few other teachers that in, in my lifetime that, you know, they inspired me and they they talked to me and I respected it. You know, I had a lot of teachers that talked down to me and I got to say, I was a pain in the ass in school. I was a punk. I had issues. Um, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> you know, I, I gave, I gave some teachers a run for the money. Um, some of my principals didn't like me either because I was constantly there. But in these schools, you got so much going on with these kids. There's so much pressure on them. I mean, we had pressure on us in school, but nowadays it's it's a different kind of pressure. You know, you're being forced into this uh, culture. So either you accept it and be in it, or you're just you're out on your own. And that's just, that's the way these schools were going. And that's why our kids are so confused. And the there is no education. I wish we could just have a Patriot network of homeschooling and get all of our kids out of it. Because they don't need to be in these indoctrination centers. It's not about education. So... We need to get them out of these indoctrination centers and protect our kids, protect our future, teach these kids how to grow gardens, how to write in cursive, to read the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, and to understand where our country came from. America was built for people to succeed and yes, I do understand capitalism. I do understand crony capital capitalism. Now, there's a big difference. 
Now, if we didn't have a centralized federal government that was in our fucking business 24-7, it wouldn't be a problem. But they're in our they're in our business, and then you have them teaming up with all these corporations. And these corporations, like John D. Rockefeller said that, you know, he wants a nation full of workers. He don't want people who uh, are smart. He just wants people to be able to go and do the jobs and not question. They don't want critical thinking skills amongst our youth. This is why you're seeing the dumbing down of America. This is also a psyop from China. China doesn't want us to critically think. They don't want us to be able to be smart. You just look all around the all around the world at other countries and I think it's a lie where they're saying America stands in education because I don't think we're number one or in the top ten at all. <clears throat> you look at places like India, you know, and Japan, China. A lot of other countries, France, Italy, Greece, a lot of them kids are very smart. That's why you see a lot of them that are doctors or engineers or scientists. But here in America, they're, they're, they're not doing anything for our kids. There's no jobs here. There's no ability to, to move and get into a position where you have a great solid foundation for a job, a career. Even all the, the, the doctors, there's doctor shortages because here in the U.S. they're just, you know, they're destroying our health care. They've destroyed our manufacturing and all of our industrial. That's all moved out. Our Research and development is gone. It's over in China. We don't make anything anymore. About the only thing that you can do now is either you can join the military or go to a trade school. And even when you go to a trade school, the money's better by going overseas and being journeyman and taking contract jobs overseas because here in the U.S. it's just not needed as as it once was before. But now you just look at the you look at the kids, the young kids. I mean, I feel bad for them that they're living through what they're living in because you know you look at the kids in the schools or you know facing all this shit and they're going to get blindsided by everything that's going on. And I think that's why we need to get more involved in protecting our kids in the future down the road because America is no longer going to be the top dog on the block. That's going to China and Russia. You already heard the world economic forum state that. All these other countries that are joining BRICS, that's the same thing. It's just going to, you know, take a major hit to the kids that are in this country. 
you talk about a lot of kids are facing, you know, uh, what is it called? Uh, I'm trying to think. It's off the top of my head. Food insecurity. You know, there are food deserts, you know, out there. There's a lot of schools that, you know, don't have the lunches like other schools do. Now, school lunches are a joke. The food in this country is becoming a joke. All the food that's in this country is just, it's its nasty. It's shit that kids shouldn't be eating. Shouldn't be eating the cereals because all it is sugar and fucked up calories that don't do you any good. And there's been a lot of people that have been going after this and uh, trying to think of the documentary. I think it's called A Seat at the Table. Let me look this up. Sorry. Anyways, there, there's a documentary out there um, where uh, one of the chefs, one of the big chefs in the, in the world did this documentary. I'll think of it here in a second. Um, it is by Tom uh, Caliccio. Now, he did this documentary about the food deserts in the u.s and you know kids are going to school and they're hungry now you think about what's going on financially around the world right now and the people who used to be able to afford three meals can only afford two and then the people who could afford two meals can only afford one and then the ones that can only afford one are now left to do things they shouldn't probably be doing. You're going to see an increase in burglaries and robberies, and that's why you're seeing all this smash and grab out in all these big, big cities. Number one, because big cities allow bad behavior to happen. Uh, and these kids are, are suffering it. You know, they get fed like a bowl of cereal before they go to school, and they go to school, and they're so hungry they can't, you know, focus on what's going on in the in the classroom. And they just sit there and then the teachers get aggravated and then they call the parents and tell them about what, you know, the, their kid is out of control and they think they're ADHD so they need to go get meds. And yeah, it's it's unreal what they do to these kids and they're they're just diagnosing them basically because they're hungry but they want to say oh no they're out of control but it's a great uh documentary that uh tom Clicio put out and they talked about you know like the food deserts that are out there that <clears throat> a lot of these schools are out in the rural areas that don't have, you know, like supermarkets and shit like that, that they have to drive 45 minutes to an hour to go to the grocery store. Well, there's sometimes that they, they can't do that. 
And the name of the documentary is A Place at the Table. Now, like I said, it was by Tom Colicchio and then Jeff Bridges, and they talk about Feed America and all the issues about hunger in America. Because there is hunger in America. There are families who are starving. You know, you got places like Eastern Kentucky. Um, you got places outside of Baltimore. Places outside of New Orleans. You know, there are low-income families. And there's a lot of them that are too proud to get on government assistance. So, you know, just check out... Check out that documentary. It's very interesting. Um, Tom Colicchio is, is pretty awesome. And Jeff Bridges is too. <clears throat> and then I want to talk about the suicide rates in this country on among teens. Because it's, it's staggering the numbers of what's going on in this country with, with teen suicide. And there's a lot of crazy numbers out there about what's been happening before, like 2012 is when we really start to see a spike in teen suicides. But now, you know, after the pandemic is during the pandemic, it got really bad. But now it's just it's unreal the amount of suicides that are going on with with the teens. I mean, it hit 60% higher in 2011 among the U.S. youth and adults. And I want to try and find it again. Hold on here. So, like, the 13 and 14-year-olds nationwide, the suicide rates more than doubled. It's roughly two deaths per 100,000 teens that happened in 2008. Now it is uh, five per 100,000. That's just, it's unreal what our teens are going through. And that's like bullying. Um, you got a lot of things going on with social media social media is just evil and i highly recommend if you're a parent don't let your kids get on social media for a long time try and keep them off of it it's just bad news it just it's unnecessary drama you know we've already seen this happen to you know a fellow tiktok creator that unfortunately she took her own life um, due to bullying from people, and it's unnecessary. That's why every once in a while, I'll just I'll take a break. I got to get away from it. When the drama starts, I got to get away from it. Too many people going after people for no fucking reason. And our kids, our kids don't need to deal with this shit. They really don't. But these statistics are, are are unreal with the teen with the teen suicide. You know, you're seeing I think the state of Alaska, the 
suicide rate is 38.3 up there. And then Montana and South Dakota fall in line right after that. And then New Mexico. And then your statistics like uh, the female uh, females is 11% now. Black teens, they're 11.8. So just we need to do better, people. We need to protect our kids. We need to be able to give them outlets. We need to be able to be there for them. And I mean, it's not, it doesn't even have to be your own kid. You know, what does it hurt to ask somebody, hey man, how you doing? Or hey, how you doing? It doesn't take much. Not at all. Now, there are two books that are, that are out that I want to talk about too called The Coddling of the American Mind, How Good Intentions and Bad Ideas Are Setting Up for a Generation of Failure. Now, this is done by Jonathan Haidt, H-A-I-D-T, and uh, Greg Lukanov. Now, they went in and they've done, you know, some studies about technology and social media and what it's doing to our kids and what COVID and the lockdowns did to our kids. You know, you, you need to check it out. Um, like I said, it's called The Coddling of the American Mind. And I am going to read a little excerpt. Let's see. So this is from Greg Luganoff on his Twitter page. Um, it says, We have taught a generation the habits of anxiousness and does depress people and seemed puzzled about why they are extremely anxious and depressed. We have also taught them to practice zero, zero sum, internally focused moralistic status games and seem puzzled when it destroys organizations. Says, our research showed this as well, that my theory since 2014 is that we're effectively teaching young people reverse cognitive behavioral therapy. It's cruel and compassionless, but it's dressed up like inf infinite compassion. You know, you just need to, you need to go check out that book. Um, they have another one coming out too. Uh, damn it! I knew I should should have wrote it down. But anyways, they have a, several great books, and you can go on Twitter and you can look both of them up. That's Jonathan Haidt and Greg Lukanoff, and it shows you know why the mental health of liberal girls sank first and fast. Um. 
this is from Jonathan Haidt, as professional societies become more ideological, some will discipline members for statements that depart from the dominant ideology. This will undermine trust in the profession, as Ontario College of Psychologists is now doing with the attempt to punish Jordan Peterson for his tweets. Now, see, this is another thing. I mean, we got so much censorship on these social media apps now, and they are discrediting doctors that have been in the professions for years. And it's unreal. Now, this is another one that came from Jonathan Haidt. It says, liberalism is not just a set of rules. There's a spirit to it, a spirit that believes that there are whole spheres of human life that lie beyond ideology. Friendship, art, love, sex, scholarship, family, a spirit that seeks not to impose orthodoxy, but to open up the possibilities of the human mind and soul, a spirit that seeks moral clarity but understands that this is very hard. Life and history are complex, and it's complexity that a truly liberal society seeks to understand if it wants to advance. It is spirit that deals with an argument and not a person, and that counters the argument with logic, not abuse. It's spirit that allows for various ideas to clash and evolve and treat citizens as equal regardless of their age rather than enlist, er, insisting on equality uh, for designed racial groups. It's a spirit that delights some, sometimes in being wrong because it offers an opportunity to figure out what's right. And it's Generous, humorous, and gracefulness in its love of argument and debate. It gives you space to think and reflect and deliberate. Twitter, of course, is the antithesis of all this, and it's mercy-free, mob-like qualities when combined with a moral panic are, quite frankly, terrifying. Now, I totally disagree because liberalism is brainwashing. Now, I'm not going to get into my political stance because I am not a liberal and I'm not a Repub- I'm not Democrat, I'm not Republican. I am totally for our constitution. And when it comes to liberalism, they are very patient on the things they're trying to push. You know, and I think there's an attack that's going on. But, you know, I think the book about coddling the American mind, um, I have not read through all of it. I've just went through, you know, just kind of breezed through some of it. But there's a lot of good arguments and points in the book because a lot of it talks about how technology and social media have destroyed our youth. And that's why you're seeing an increase in suicides. K-12 
kids don't know how to to deal with with certain certain issues. You know, we have not given them the outlet to come and talk or to give solutions. We need to be there for our kids, whether it's our kid or not. It's all about protecting our future generations. Here in this country, that's what we are, that's our civil duty, is to protect everybody. Now, I'm not going to say that, you know, somebody who is a very liberal person that's pushing an issue down your throat doesn't need to be dealing at not not to be not to be rude and and say well we don't need to help that person out you know of course if i see somebody that's struggling i'm still gonna i'm gonna talk to them regardless of their political ideology but we have so many kids that are so confused now that you know they've they've pushed these agendas down their throat and they don't have anywhere to turn and that's the problem with what's going on uh, in this world today, you know, these teachers are grooming, and I will say it, grooming our children. You know, when you got teachers that are trying to find that kid with a weak spot and trying to exploit that, that's grooming. When you're trying to confuse kids about their gender, that's grooming. To put up a pride flag in your classroom and talk about your pride, that's grooming. When you talk about anything sexual to kids between the ages of 3 and 16... That's grooming. Even the ones from 16 to 18 can be groomed. I mean, you see it all the time with serial killers and murderers. They will groom and they will brainwash. And you'll see the people just just fall for it and they'll be stuck in that situation. They get stuck in the psychosis that's okay, but it's not. And they just keep going along with it. But this is this is what we need to do. We need to stand up for the kids. We need to stand up for the future generation of this country. We are facing the fall of America right now. If you want your kids, which I have two, I have one that's 21 and one that's 19. And my 19 year old, he just had his first kid. She's about three, four weeks right now. They just had their first baby. So congratulations to him 
into her. But this is what we need to do. We need to protect our kids. We have to. It's a civil duty. We can no longer just sit back and sit our, on our hands and idly watch the destruction of this country and the destruction of our future generations. America was not built on those morals and standards to allow this to happen. That's why we have the Constitution. That's why we have the Declaration of Independence. When our government becomes tyrannical, it's time to step in. We need to abolish the government. And if they don't follow through, we need to go ahead and we need to have a new revolutionary war. Or civil war, whatever you want to call it. A lot of things need to change. Our children are being affected. This whole woke culture, cancel culture, has completely ruined our society. Mainly destroying our children in the process. They don't want the average American person to reproduce. They want to depopulate the entire earth down to 500 million. Do you really think you're special enough to be part of that 500 million? Quoting George Carlin, it's a big club and we ain't in it. So what the fuck do we have to lose? This is about our children and our future generations. It's not about us. Generation X, it's time to stand up. It's time to stop talking and start following through with actions. Protesting, voting, it's no longer valid. They are ignoring it. They are rubbing shit in our face constantly. They are attacking us at every angle. They are going after our jobs. They are going after our health. They are going after our finances, our homes, our way of life. We've lost it all. Don't you realize that? What are you going to do? What's it going to take? This is fucking America. Who cares about that fucking stupid song? Try it in a small town. Just another fucking distraction. Yes, I think the song with the right content in it means a lot to small towns across America. But when the person that's singing that song basically bows down and removes stuff out of his video for that song, he decided with them. 
yeah, singing about it. It's great. Awesome. But does it change anything? No. Why? Because it's just words. Actions over words. We need to do something. We need to counterattack this. I keep saying it almost every fucking podcast. We all sit our ass at home, don't go to work, take all of our money out of the bank, and protect and take care of our own communities. That's how you beat this. They need us. We don't need them. They kind of forgot that. They forgot that there is a way that we can fucking, we can correct this. We can override this situation real fucking fast. I'd say seven to ten days of not going to work, everybody stay at home. That will crash the entire fucking system and they will be done. Every single one of them need to be arrested. They're all complicit. They're all involved. They're all exposed. They're all a part of that plan. There may be a handful of them up there in D.C. that are trying to do their best, but they have to play ball in order to get anything done. So all these committees, yeah, they, they, they sound good. But nothing's being done. They're just talking. They're just doing backdoor deals. It's all a distraction because it's all by fucking design. They already have two moves ahead of us on the chessboard. They know what they're doing. They're anticipating what we're doing. But they're still simulating what they're doing. And we better start waking the fuck up. Because if we don't, it's game over. Okay, everyone. So I wanted to take a little bit of time away from my podcast to bring an awareness to the real pandemic that's going on in this country. Human trafficking. Now, everyone knows that the border is a crisis right now. And this is one of the things that happens with a open border is we're seeing a lot of human trafficking coming in and out of this country. So you see 150 billion in illegal profits per year. 4.8 million people trafficked for forced sexual exploitations. You also have 71% of those being women and girls. 0.04% of the survivors of human trafficking cases are identified. Now, there's an amazing nonprofit organization. They're a 501c3. The name is Change Unchained. You can go to changeunchained.com and it gives their backstory and what they're about. Now, this is ran by Troy and Tiffany. And Troy is a U.S. Navy chief petty officer. And him and his wife, they go out and they do the search and rescue operations. And then they also do the aftercare for the survivors. They have a ranch called the Burn It Down Ranch where they build tiny homes. 
and the survivors get to come back and they'll live in these tiny homes and they will receive their aftercare. So they are in need of help getting some donations. They have a merch link on their website, so you can go on their website and buy their merch and all that profit goes towards the tiny homes and the aftercare for those survivors. So if you would, please go and check out changeandchain.com. Thank you. I want to send a huge shout out to The Marching Merchant. Now, John has a store on Etsy called The Marching Merchant. And you can also find him on Instagram as The Marching Merchant. Or you can go to my link tree in my bio on my social media accounts and you can find him uh, on my link tree. Now, he did a one-off shirt for me for my podcast. The front of the shirt says, We the Ungovernable, with the state of Kentucky in the American flag colors, the red, white, and blue. And then on the back is my logo, the Renegades Ramp Podcast. It's a kick-ass shirt. I appreciate you, John. I will be hitting you up. So please, everybody, go check him out and get you a product or ask him to do a custom shirt for you. He did mine, and I enjoy it. Also, go check out DestroyAgenda.com. Now, Destroy Agenda, she has some kick-ass shirts, hoodies. She has all kinds of products on her site. Please go check her out. But please, sign the petition she has. The petition is to get these pedophiles, these traffickers, and these rapists the death penalty for touching our fucking children. I highly suggest everybody get in contact with their state attorney general and we all push for the death penalty for anyone who wants to touch a kid. It's sickening, it's disgusting, and it's a fucking pandemic in this country and it needs to come to an end. And talking about the human trafficking, the sex trafficking, the child trafficking, it, it's a, it's the pandemic in this country next to the drugs that are being funneled into this country by the cartels. They're also involved in the human trafficking, the sex trafficking. Now, a pimp, he can make $150,000 to $200,000 each year. And the average pimp has four to six girls. They make a $9.5 billion annually. That's how much money is generated here in the U.S. for sex trafficking. Approximately 300,000 children are at risk of being prostituted in this country. And one-third of teens on the street will be lured towards prostitution within 48 hours of leaving home. Now these Johns, these these pimps, they all need to go down. These traffickers, these rapists, these fucking chomos, they need the death penalty. So please sign the petition. Get in touch with people in your community like the sheriff. Get in char- uh get in touch with your state reps, your governor and definitely your state attorney general, and try and get the the petition to get the death penalty for these sick people. They cannot be, be they cannot be rehabilitated at all. 
these are sick fucking individuals. You can castrate them all you want to. They find other ways. They need to be put to death. Whether that's by hanging, gas chamber, fucking uh, in lethal injection, or throw their ass in a wood chipper. We need to put an end to it. Now, I am dedicating my podcast to team up with a little extra Lambo podcast with Lambo. And we are going to try and bring you like one show a month where we can either have a organization or a survivor or just have a podcast with a group of people about human trafficking. This needs to be our focal point. Next to abolishing this fucking government, we need to be going after all these fucking people. That means fucking Hollywood. That means our own fucking government. We need to expose everybody that's involved in this shit. So if you are interested in getting involved, please reach out to 2A Patriot Mama. She has all the resources you need. She can get you in touch with multiple organizations, whether it's with Troy or Brad Dennis or any of the other ones that they're they're involved with. They are calling themselves the shepherds. A lot of these organizations are coming together and they're trying to get it in all 50 states. So if you are interested in going on these searches or starting your own search, please go to my link tree. You will find access to 2A Patriot Mama, and she can get you directed to the right people. Uh, I know Lambo is signing up to do the certification course. At some point, I would like to do it myself. We need more. We need it in every state. We need to combat this. We need to put a fucking end to it. We need to continue to support organizations, these 501c3s, these anti-human trafficking organizations. Now, last week I had on Joni Wilkinson, the CEO and founder of One's Purpose. Get with her. She's in my link tree as well. Go find her on Instagram. Facebook. It's onespurpose.org. You can go there. Get with Troy Yulsifer. He has Change Unchained. They are doing everything they can to put a stop to this. They are doing searches right now in Pensacola. It was just recently reported in the news that the FBI has done a big search across the country and they have recovered a lot of kids and they have arrested a lot of people. But we need more. This is not enough. We need to make an example out of all these people. If you're going to traffic kids, if you're going to molest kids, if you're going to rape women or boys or men, your ass needs to be put to death. That's the only way you stop it. Every time you see one of these sick fucks get out on the street, what do they do? Immediately, they go right back to what they're doing. 
we've seen now multiple times that someone gets castrated, they still find an opportunity and a way to molest a child. I'm not going to go into the details, but I'm pretty sure you can fucking figure it out. We got to do better. We have got to protect our children. We got to protect them in the schools. We got to protect them in the streets. We need parents out there to start talking to your children about all this shit. There's a lot of good parents out there that are doing that. And I completely respect you 100%. But the ones that are taking their children to these damn parades and street festivals and these drag shows and where you got people shaking their shit in these fucking kids' faces, you're the fucking problem. You shouldn't even be allowed to have a fucking child. That should be child neglect. Your ass should no longer be a parent. Sorry, not fucking sorry. Raise your kids right. I can understand a 16-year-old to 18-year-old. They may start exploring themselves as gay or, you know, whatever. But they're slowly starting to develop themselves into that. Your brain is not completely and fully developed until you're in your early 20s. We need to put a fucking end to it. Kids need to know better. They need to know the right from wrong. They need to know... That there, it's okay to be a boy. It's okay to be a girl. Don't let these fucking educators or indoctrinators indoctrinate your kid with this bullshit. Just because a boy plays with a girl toy doesn't mean that they are that. Leave our kids the fuck alone. Parents, stand up for children. We got a lot of people who aren't, don't even have the ability to have children. Doing more for children than the fucking parents. I'll quote Ant, conservative Ant on this. If you don't know who conservative Ant is, go look him up. He's part of Gays Against Groomers. He's part of Change Unchained. He's a gay conservative. And he does more in the communities down in Florida than a lot of fucking parents do for their own fucking child. He's out there fighting for your children. To a Patriot Mama, she's out there. She's fighting for everyone's children we all need to be fighting for our children we need to protect our future we need to protect our generations we need to stand up against the evil that is going on in this world 
and I'm not much of a religious person, but I can tell you it's good versus evil. When they're trying to outlaw anything that's religious and put stuff in there that's fucking evil, I have a fucking problem with it. Just because someone's a Christian, a Muslim, whatever, doesn't mean you have the right to attack these people's way of life. Why are we consenting to this maybe 1% special community to attack our children? To groom our children. This is everything about sexually exploiting our children. Said it before, I'll say it again. When LBJ destroyed the nuclear family, this was their whole plan in the process. Get the protector out of the home. Get the money maker out of the home. Make the mom start have to work. Get the mom alone with the children. Now you get mom out of the way, then you got the children. What do you think these sick fucks are doing with your kids? Through social media. Through video games. Through movies. Through TV shows. Through music. They are indoctrinating their mind. They are confusing these kids. They are doing it deliberately. It's all by design. We are the last standing country. They are waiting to fall. And everybody's in on it. Everybody by design is in on this. China the World Economic Forum, the bloodlines, our own government. It's time to take fucking action. No more talk. Time to stand up and start doing something. Because they're not just attacking us, they're coming after the kids. And that's been the plan from the very get-go. We mean we need to do better, period. America's under attack. America's burning. Nobody's coming to save us. It's us versus them. Good versus evil and trust me there's many people out there just like me who will do evil and nasty fucking things to protect this way of life this republic not a fucking democracy this republic to protect the constitution to protect our children, our future generations. We must take action. 
because the time for talking is is done. Voting, nope. You're not going to vote your way out of it. So quit with this two-party, uniparty paradigm and stand for fucking freedom. Stand for the Constitution. Stand for the actual fucking republic that was intended to be by our founding fathers. And quit allowing this shit to be shoved down our fucking throat. If we can cancel a fucking beer because of what they did, just think what we could do if we stood in unity, stayed our ass at home, and canceled this fucking government. End the tyranny. B. We, the ungovernable. Okay, everybody. Thank you for listening to the show. Please share it. Get it out there. And be sure to hit that notification bell so you can get the notifications for my new shows. Come out every Thursday at noon. I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you for listening. Renegade out. Thank you for listening to Renegade's Rant Podcast. You can find the Kentucky Renegade on TikTok, Instagram, or Twitter, but the easiest way is his link tree, which you can find in his bio. Remember, like, follow, share the show, and be ungovernable.